Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 209 of the Tudor Podcast, the weekly show that's all about how to start, grow and love your tutoring business while staying moderately sane and having loads of fun in the process. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about your elevator pitch. Look at what an elevator pitch really is, why you should have one, what it does for you, what makes a great elevator pitch, and then how to create your own powerful elevator pitch to attract interest, people, and sales to your business. You ready? All right, let's go. What an elevator pitch is. Well, I think elevator pitch is a pretty good name because it's a a lift in the States and a pitch is a sales presentation that attempts to interest someone. It's called your audience in a person, product, service, or in the case of this podcast, you and your tutoring business. Now it's a planned and rehearsed speech. So it's almost ready on cue. You know, you've got to know it cold. It should be crafted, tested, and revised. It's an iterative process. If you write an elevator script and it kills interest, it's not a very good script. Keep on changing it. So your elevator pitch, if you choose to use it, is the answer to one of the most common questions you'll ever be asked after someone said hello for the first time. In my experience, it's inevitable that you'll be asked, oh, what do you do? <sighs> How many times have you been asked that question? And told them you were a tutor or a teacher or a coach. If you just tell me a job title, the conversation will move swiftly on. And any opportunity that might have been there to find a customer or an interested collaborator that's just passed you by I mean if you ask someone what do you do and they come back with the answer I'm an accountant <sighs> the conversation's over isn't it unless you're a business and finance geek like me but just suppose that our fictional accountant came back with a, a properly prepared elevator pitch and said something like, well, what I do is really cool. I help people like you make and keep more of the money that's rightfully theirs. It's a sort of top secret mission I have to guard my clients' money from predatory taxes, steering them through the traps and the minefields laid down by tax law to trap the unwary and I protect their hard-earned cash from the greedy taxman by using HMRC's own rules for my client's benefit 
And so at the end of the day, my clients get to keep and enjoy more of what they've earned completely legally and morally without breaking any rules. I want to talk to that accountant. I've never met an accountant who talks like that. But if I did, I'd buy them lunch and pick their brains. So I think you must have an elevator pitch. And here's why. It'll make you confident. It's always ready to roll, you know. If they say, well, what do you do? And if you have to make something up on the spot, it's not going to make you very confident. That doesn't make you seem very expert. It'll give you a succinct summation of everything. There'll be no ums and ahs. So you look like someone who absolutely knows what they're about. And that means you'll almost never miss an opportunity again. I think that who knows you is important and it's important to make sure they know you positively. And that they know you in a way that you want to be known. I suppose it just makes you appeal professional and well prepared. Now, in order to have a decent elevator script, I think you really have to clarify and refine why you would be the only logical choice for your target demographic, your ideal customer. We covered this a long time ago, back in episode 10. And it's understanding who your ideal customer is that can make the difference between working with people you don't really get on with and people that you'd have as mates if you weren't already in a professional working relationship with them. So whether you're a tutor or in any other kind of business, it really does pay to understand who your best customers really are. I like the phrase, where do they hurt? Because you can figure that and get it into your elevator pitch. It's a much more compelling conversation you're going to be having with your ideal customer. So remember, the, the aim of the elevator pitch isn't really to make a sale, but it is to generate interest and further initiate the sales process. Because the sales process always begins at the level of awareness and interest. Your elevator pitch should also position you in the audience's mind as an expert. Somehow manage to convey your unique value to the audience and give them some sort of an idea of how you go about doing what you do. So don't just go barging in with all guns blazing, trying to hard sell them on you, taking lessons with you right there and then let them come to you by telling the audience what you do. Now, this is not your chance to just tell them that you're a maths teacher, a guitar teacher, a business coach or whatever. Don't just give me a job title and I'll explain why in a second. You must tell them the benefits of choosing you or your business, but do it in a subtle way. This could be just time saving, getting better grades, high performance, whatever you actually deliver. 
You give them some idea of the problems you solve for people, their pain points. Remember that question? Where do they hurt? Let them know that you understand how they feel. Then give them that snip of how you do it, how you actually deliver the solution. Tell them why you're different, your special approach or your system, and let them draw the conclusion that you're the only logical choice. You can do all this in less than 30 seconds. That's the length of a short elevator ride. So what actually makes a great elevator pitch? Well, before we really get into this, I, I do want to say that even a bad elevator pitch is probably better than no elevator pitch at all. So as you listen to this, I want you to think about working on one for yourself and work on it over a period of time. Refine your pitch as you rehearse it. Practice speaking it aloud so that you can spot clunky language and phrases which really trip you up. Your pitch will change over time as you change and your business evolves and grows as the, the context of the business changes. So your great elevator pitch should have an ear-catching hook line, a phrase, an idea that really draws in your audience. I love to include the phrase, um, I get to hang out with my friends and play guitar all day. Because that is a good image for most people to have in their mind. It makes them very curious to know how I do that. They sort of lean into that conversation. I'll also use my pitch to preview the massive benefits of working with me to anyone who'll listen. I really want them to say, at last, someone who really seems to know what they're doing who can take me where I want to go. I'll craft and tweak my script so that it really resonates with my ideal customer and build curiosity, rapport and interest. They'll like you if they get the impression that you know them and you understand their problems. So I'm just looking to spark up that curiosity. I want to say, oh, really? Or, oh, yeah, as they lean in and ask me to tell them a little bit more about what I do. So creating your own elevator script or pitch needn't be an onerous duty for yourself. It can be powerful and short. So let's try throwing together your first elevator pitch. Now, you never, ever going to write a pitch this rotten, this terrible, this awful ever again. So my basic ask for you is, would you please do it really badly? Remember that the really crappy stuff, the manure, if you like, is there to mark where you'll put the good stuff. The manure makes the roses grow. So we'll do an edit and the first rough draft. Okay, so suppose someone said to me in a lift, and we were sort of saying, hello, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, 
and they say, what do you do? I said, well, I'm a guitar teacher. And, uh, well, that conversation kind of goes, oh. I'll, sometimes they'll say, oh, yeah, I always wanted to play. Or maybe there'll be interest. But suppose I came back with this answer. It tells them exactly what I do and how I deliver it to my students and my customers. So my elevator script would go something like this. Well, officially, I'm a guitar teacher. But what I really do is hang out with my friends and play guitar all day, infecting them with my love affair with the guitar and helping them to learn quickly and make music of their own using a unique back-engineered teaching system to bypass boring, old-fashioned music teaching and do what really works right from the get-go. But best of all, I make it fun. And part of that is I'll only ever work with people I like. I just selected students on a one-to-one -one basis where I can carefully handcraft every lesson to fit the individual students so they can save years of hard work and frustration. Which is pretty important because life's too precious and too short to waste, isn't it? So I've got my hook line. Oh, I get paid to hang out with my friends and play guitar all day. The benefit statement. I help people to rapidly learn to play guitar and make music. Saves them years of hard work and frustration. The problem I solve is boring old-fashioned music teaching, which I bypass. I've framed myself as being a scarce resource as well. I only ever work with selected students. This is my second rule, DDWT. If you haven't already heard it, it stands for Don't Deal With Tossers. And I tell them that it's personal. Because I do. I work on a one-to-one -one basis. So it's very personal for me and for the students. I've demonstrated some uniqueness in that pitch too. A unique back engineered teaching system. Nobody else has that. I handcraft every lesson to fit the individual student. Denoting total client focus and real pride in what I do. And I'm obviously a great choice for anyone who thinks life is short because I say life's too precious and too short to waste, isn't it? Who's going to disagree with that question? That tag question right there on the end. The purpose of the tag question, if you've never heard the term before, is to gain compliance and agreement at the end of a statement that I've made. Also here, I'm aiming to have the audience agree with me that life is too short to waste and elicit a response that will keep the conversation moving. So that pitch hasn't really changed very much in the last few years. I think it's better than it was. It's not as good as it's going to be at some point. So what's your pitch? If someone says to you, what do you do? You, do you say, oh, I'm a tutor. I'm a coach. I'm a teacher. 
and wonder why they glaze over. Make it interesting, make it personal, make it emotional. Give them your best pitch and tell them what you really do, how they're going to benefit from working from you. I'd love to hear your pictures because I'm honestly here to learn from you guys too. Please send them in to info at neilcamido.com and remember to subscribe to the Tutor Podcasts and get all the updates and even more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business while staying sane in the process. You can find me on Twitter most days where I am at Tutor Podcast. As we wrap up for today, I would like you to see you next time in the next episode of the Tutor Podcast. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.